the Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back doing another little solo number. After being uh, gratefully joined by Matty B last week, I will be back running the ship tonight. Uh, really looking forward to tonight's episode. I'm going to touch on some quick odds and ends that have occurred from the NBA and the NBL over the last week or so. Then going to dive into a little bit of a contentious topic. I'm going to give my top 10 players heading into the upcoming season. Now, I know this sparks heaps of debate. I'm probably going to give a few that uh, you're going to agree with, some that you're not going to agree with. Um, but I'm certainly looking forward to tackling that one shortly. Before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout-out to both the Spotlight Sports Network and the cover. Super, super stoked, as I always say, to be a part of those two entities, doing big things not only for ourselves, um, but other podcast producers out there. So I certainly appreciate the work that they're both doing. Uh, just on last week, speaking to the cover, as I mentioned, I was joined by fellow cover brethren, Matty B from the Fifth and Dribble podcast. Mate, big shout-out to you. You had an absolute hoot doing that episode. Um, you know, I can't wait to do it again soon. So be sure to check out that episode, guys. And if you do, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share, wherever you listen to the show, do all that good stuff. Uh, certainly very much appreciated. Right. Let's get into some odds and ends, guys. Um, I'm going to start on the on the Dower side, I guess. The Dower news that unfortunately NBA legend Bill Russell passed away during the week on Monday, I believe it was there, um, at 88 years of age. Now, an absolute icon of the game, Bill Russell, 11 times champion, five-time MVP, won two championships as the first black coach in NBA history. Um, And he'll go down in history as the greatest champion on the history of team sports in regards to the amount of titles won. 11, it's just unparalleled what he achieved in the league and outside of the league as well. He's he's a a huge, huge advocate for equality, civil rights, social justice, um, and he certainly leaves a profound impact on and off the court as I said, what he achieved, uh, I don't think it will ever be ever be du- duplicated there. It, uh, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal stretch he had with the Celtics um, there. And it, uh, it's a tremendous loss to the, the NBA community as a whole. Um, as I said, the impact he had, so many players modelled their games after him. And I guess for people, fans as myself, who didn't get to see him, um, he probably almost, you know, he's almost probably underrated what he was actually accomplishing on the floor, but go back and watch some of his highlights. And this guy was just an absolute freak athlete, um, deserved every accolade, every bit of, you know, applause he received. Um, so he certainly will leave a heavy, heavy hole in the NBA community. Um, you know, well wishes to his family and friends there, but uh, what an absolutely phenomenal career for Bill Russell, as I said, on and off the court, the work he did off the court, you know, arguably just as impressive as the work he did on it, if not more so. Um, so we'll start with that note there. Transitioning into a slightly light, light-hearted piece here. Uh, during the way, this was the other week actually. But Dwight Howard, he had some WWE tryouts. Now, from all reports, he uh, he he performed pretty pretty well. Cut some promos, uh, did all that serious stuff. But from all accounts, he's really serious about forging a career within the industry. Now, I kind of want to pose this question to you guys out there: Who do you think would be the best matchup? for Dwight Howard in the main event of WrestleMania. Um, I tell you what, with those shoulders, he'd do some serious damage. I'd like you guys to pose it out there, whether it's a a WWE superstar or just, you know, an NBA player, a celebrity, anyone, pose your best matchups for Dwight Howard there. I would love to hear them. Um, I certainly hope this does eventuate. 
I would love to see him step side, step inside the ring, should I say. I would love to see what he can achieve there. He certainly has the charisma for it. Um, so we watch his space with eager anticipation there. Uh, the Wolves have signed Eric Pash out during the week on a one-year deal. Comes off a stint he had there with the Jazz off the back of being with the Warriors there. Um, and this kind of ties in with my point. I've spoken to a few people during the week about the Wolves. Um, I'm actually quite excited to see how they perform. Now, Towns are saying it's a title of bust year. Don't quite agree with that one. Don't quite agree with that one. I think they're probably a year or two. They're going to have some, a bit of an ironing out phase. You know, you're integrating a huge, huge player in Rudy Gobert, you know, figuratively and literally um, into your squad. So I don't think this is probably going to be their year to go for it. It's, it's got to be more of a linear, you know, progression, um, a, a gradual progression, should I say. I, I think they're looking in that fifth to sixth range. Now, I'm hearing some people say they're going to be right up there in that top, top tier of NBA teams, West teams, that is. Um, and others saying they're, you know, a playing playoff borderline team. I'd love to hear from you guys what you think. I, th- I think personally they're going to be in that fifth to sixth range, but I think they're going to be an incredibly, ex- incredibly exciting team to watch. Um, you know, their, their depth now is starting to build there with, with Eric, with Rivers starting to, you know, they're going to be really complementary pieces to the, the Russell Gobert Towns. You sometimes forget D'Angelo Russell's with that squad as well. So really excited to see what they can achieve. Um, but I really think their time frame to really go for it's probably two to three years. Uh, but big stuff there for the Wolves. It's good to see them relevant again. At, not since KG have they actually been a prominent force within the league. Uh, so fantastic to see them back up and about. Uh, how's this one? I, I, I like this. This is a point we've spoken about a little bit um, over the, you know, on this show before in the past. Um, but boxers Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya are planning to start a franchise in Vegas. Now, LeBron has expressed desire to be part of an ownership group should it arise in Vegas. But again, another question posing to you guys out there. Would you like to see another team added to the league, Vegas or any other? Um, it kind of feels inevitable that we're heading that way. But do you think Vegas is the best spot for a de- destination or for a, franch- a new franchise? Uh, we, we did a, uh, a bit of a fun segment. It was a little while ago now, myself, Rowan Lee. Shout out to the boys. Hope they're still enjoying their holiday there. Um, and we posed a couple of franchises that we would start should we have the power. I, I believe I had the, the St. Louis Eagles. Uh, I think it might have been Lee had the, the Florida Gators memory serves correctly, and I think Roe had uh, the Las Vegas fortune. Uh, we posed, you know, a superstar to build around, a logo, a mascot, a food that you'd have in the arena. Had a heap of fun with that one. That was a little while ago now. But certainly Vegas seems to be the front runner for, for an expansion spot. Uh, I personally think, you know, that it is a money-driven league. We see with, you know, contracts just, you know, absolutely ballooning at the moment. Money is, money is key. Um, and for owners for investors seeing another franchise gaining that extra bit of interest that little bit more traction uh, i think everyone's going to jump at the opportunity for it Uh, and i think if anywhere vegas would be probably the most exciting destination at the moment Uh, so i look forward to seeing how that plays out i think no doubt we will see another team soon Um, whether it's whether it's in vegas maybe a seattle rebrand back up to vancouver who knows Uh, but i would certainly be putting my money Pun intended on Las Vegas there. Guys, let's move ahead to the NBL. Now, I'm going to do this. I guess it's more so NBL transfer news. I'm going to rip through them pretty quickly over the coming weeks as we start to approach the NBL season a little closer. 
Um, I'll kind of go through the teams and do a bit of a an overall season, um, I guess, analysis. But I'll, I'll rip through some key, key transfers today. And I'll start with the news that friend of the show, Vic Law, has secured a move to, to Japan there with the Shiba Jets. Um, wish him all the best, you know, from the bottom of our hearts. Truly a phenomenal player, but also a fantastic guy to boot there. It was an absolute privilege to see him in person play. Um, you know, I know they got over the uh, the jack jumpers in that one, the Wildcats there. Um, but fantastic to also speak to him when he was with the Brisbane Bullets. Uh, just a tremendous guy, tremendous athlete. So I wish him all the best there in his move to Japan. Uh, Tyler Johnson joins the Bullets. He comes with a wealth of NBA experience there. The Bullets kind of snuck under the rate. Well, starting to make waves now, but really becoming quite heavy hitters in this transfer market. Because they also acquired Aaron Baines during the week. Uh, he'll join on a one-year contract. That contract also has an NBA out clause should any teams come knocking for him. But, you know, this comes after a severe, severe spinal cord injury at last year's Olympics. Um, you know, the heart of this guy, he pretty much had to relearn how to walk again. Uh, well, learn, should I say, how to, how to walk. Um, it really is phenomenal to think 12 months ago he was just in a totally, totally different situation. You know, not only, you know, forget about playing basketball again, but trying to walk again. And now he's returning back to the court. Couldn't couldn't be happier. You know, that's that's a bit of bit of Aussie ticker right there. Fantastic for the bullets as well. Fantastic for the league. Uh, you know, really keen to see what he can do in the NBL, but certainly hope he gets an opportunity to finish in the NBA on his own terms. But for the bullets, you know, paired with Tyler Johnson, Nathan Sobey as well, they're really putting together a championship level squad. There's a lot of teams out there who are making big, big moves, um, but the bullets can't be slept on. Uh, Thon Maker and Hawkstar Stuart Reith are both off to China. Maker with the Fusion Sturgeons and Reith with the Quindow Eagles. Um, huge loss, especially Reith there. He averaged 15 and a half points, seven rebounds, and one and a half blocks a game last season. Um, might I just say, just on the, the CBA there, the Chinese Basketball Association, phenomenal league. If you're ever craving some bowl, you want to mix things up from your NBA, your NBL, your Euro League, if you're, if you're into it. Mate, the Chinese league is is filled with talent. It is just such a such an exciting league. Put up a boatload of points. I wouldn't say there's a whole heap of defense going on, but you know it's just buckets upon buckets. And as I said, some really high level quality players in there. A lot of ex NBA players. Um, a lot of blokes who are just going to get the bag. Fair enough to them. Uh, but it's a really incredibly exciting league. So you now, if you're ever ever craving some basketball action, be sure to check it out. Uh, the Hawks there have replaced him with Mangok Mathian. Uh, he played a few games with the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, there in the 2017-2018 season. Was bowling out in the NBL one last season um, and putting up nearly identical stats to Reith there. So he will fill that hole nicely. Good, good, good pickup there for the Illawarra Hawks. It certainly looked like they were going to be, uh, I guess, in a world of pain. They've kind of lost quite a lot, a lot of players this offseason, but. Filling that void of of Reith there with uh, with with my man Mathiang, because it's got the G at the end. We're going to go Mathiang, really accentuate it there. Um, but looking forward to seeing what he can do. Back to the Perth Wildcats, we touched on them le- losing Vic Law. They've added sharpshooting big man Brady Manick. Now he he's going to be really really exciting to their roster. I saw quite a few highlights of him um, just in video packages, and this guy. This guy can bowl. He comes from the North Carolina Tar Heels. 
huge acquisition there. Their pedigree is second to none there in the college college landscape. Um, so really excited to see what he can do. I love a big that can shoot the ball, becoming more and more prominent. You see in the NBA, the Joel Embiid's, the Nikola Jokic's, they're the guys who will win an MVP awards at the moment. So, you know, I certainly hope that Manic can, can do big things in his time here. Move ahead to Melbourne United. Now, they've arguably one of, I know in Rose eyes, it'll be the biggest loss. Have lost Matthew Delavadova. He has got his NBA return to the Sacramento Kings. Big, big kudos to him. It's fantastic. Uh, All NBL second team last season. I know for Roe and myself, I guess to a certain extent, was an absolute highlight of the season, being able to see him in person. Um, it was funny in the uh, in the semifinals last year, the Jack Jumpers Melbourne United, whether we were you know cheering for Delhi or booing for him. It was, a, it was a bit of a combination of both, but nevertheless, fantastic to see him back in the NBA. Um, they've uh, Melbourne United have, have replenished well though. They've very well, they've signed Xavier Rath and Mays. He was with the Illawarra Hawks last season, a shooting guard there, little import, import spot. So he'll line up with United, as will Rajon Tucker. Now, this might be the guy I'm most excited about. I put up something a couple of nights ago on our socials, on our on our Instagram there, a bit of a highlight package. This guy, explosiveness second to none. It's a very, you know, prime Russell Westbrook reminiscent. Um, comes with a wealth of G League experience. Became the all-time leading scorer for the Wisconsin Herd, Milwaukee's affiliate team there. Uh, across 61 games, he averaged 21.3 points, six rebounds, three assists. Will just be super, super, super exciting night in and night out. Um, and you know, as I said, I put the highlight package up a couple of nights ago. I'll be sure to put some more clips up. But this guy, I think, is is probably my my name to watch. He is so so exciting, um, and it's just going to offer really, really aid aid a Melbourne United team that's had some big losses. You know, losing Delhi, losing JLA, um, replenishing it with a couple of exciting players here in Mays and Tucker. Again, with Chris Goulding there still, uh, another team to watch out for. I tell you what, there's not going to be many bad teams in the league this season, which is really, really exciting. It just shows what a healthy position the league is in. Um, you know, on a night-to-night basis, it'd be it's just about heads or tails as who's going to win it. But certainly looking forward to talking a little bit more about each respective team closer to the season. Um, I'll end with the JJs. Now, news hot off the press just the other day. They've added former Hawks sharpshooter Isaac White as an injury replacement player for Clint Steindl. Now, I'm going to give you the hot little tip. Watch this space. Uh, had a little bit of contact the other day with White. Phenomenal guy. Uh, reached out and just put the feelers out there as to uh, whether you'd be interested jumping on the Daily Dribble podcast. Things are in motion. So hopefully over the next week or two, touch wood, um, We'll hopefully have White joining us on the show, which will be fantastic. Get, get a bit of an insight as to how his season was with the Hawks last year, what the move to the JJs is going to be like. So certainly watch this space. Really, really excited to hopefully have a chat to him um, and excited to see what he can do with this uh, with this team that was you now in their inaugural season, went to the finals. Uh, it's uh, a lot to uh, a lot to live up to now. The, you've set the bar at here. You know, you've got to keep keep matching it. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting year, so looking forward to that. As I said, we'll discuss the NBL a little bit more over the coming weeks. Let's transition to the NBA, though. The Daily Dribble. Very good. Now, as I said at the top of the show, I was somewhat nervous to do this. During the week, I was like, oh, okay, I've got a few ideas here. 
but this was the one I ran with. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give my top ten players heading into next season. You know, take into account their output, impact on winning, all that good stuff. Um, just my top ten. It is a very a fluid list throughout the year. It will be certainly subject to change, even maybe over the course of the off season, subject to change. Um, but as I said, guys, as with a lot of these segments, you guys make it. So be sure to let me know what you think of, of my list, where I went right, where I went wrong. Um, I know I'm going to have at it this week. It's going to be uh, a lot of a lot of talking points, a lot of conversations, and I can't wait to get stuck into them. So without further ado, I'm going to go from 10 through to 1, uh, and then at the end I'll give a couple of honourable mentions. Let's get into it. So my number 10 player heading into next season, I've gone Jar Morant. Now I said a couple of weeks ago, I put a reel up on it. I said I'm officially a believer in the Grizzlies, and that I am. I truly, truly believe in them. And Jar Morant's a huge, huge key cog of that. Um, you know, as I said, the you know I take into account output, impact on winning. Granted, the Grizzlies performed well, well above their weight without Jar during the season, but I just think he adds just another dimension to them in terms of scoring, uh, in terms of excitement, in terms of passion. He is their guy. Um, and I think this is a year where we could really start to see him move into that top five to 10 players within the league. It's a big, big call. There's a lot of talent within the league, but I certainly see that's the way he's heading. Uh, my big concern with Moran, and it's a point I've touched on before, had a couple of conversations in person with a few people during the week about this, is I just get so worried with Moran every time he goes up that he's going to come down and do a serious, serious injury. Um, I think it's just the nature about it, which he goes at the game, uh, which is a testament to him. But uh, I can't help but, uh, you know, tense up every time he goes for a, a spectacular dunk. But uh, Ja Morant, you know, you know what I like about him is the fact is he's changed perception of a whole franchise for me, essentially, because I, up until a couple of months ago, had written the Grizzlies off. I was not that high a believer. I think last season in my in my predictions, I, I put them... I think 12th or 13th, it was pretty low down in the in the Western Conference there. Uh, and he got them got them up to second, set third there it was, I believe. Second, third. Jeez, there it goes. Only a couple of weeks removed and I've already started to lose the plot. Um, but I, I think this season, a couple of weeks time, oh, yeah, probably five, six weeks out from doing our starter season grading, I will absolutely be having the Grizz a hell of a lot higher this time around. John Morant clinches the number 10 spot for me. Uh, the number nine spot, a guy just removed from the NBA finals. I've gone Jason Tatum. Now, this is one that I think will cause a bit of debate. Uh, some will have him higher. Some will have him lower, depending which side of the fence you sit. I know Ro, our resident Beantown fan, would probably have him higher. But I think this is a pretty appropriate place for Tatum. Now, he's, he's a funny player. I... I think he's incredible. I think he's phenomenal. I think what he did this season with the Celtics, you know, the turnaround from the halfway point, you know, that second half of the season through the through the playoffs there, phenomenal. And he was a driving force behind that. Uh, my only concern is, I guess, the consistency side. Can he be your number one guy on any given night? Uh, you know, I know him and Brown alternate to a certain extent, you know, one night uh, tip for tat nearly. Uh, but Tatum, I, I don't know if he's your number one guy, how far, you know, how far they can take you. If you were to lose, say, Brown with injury, 
Yeah, no, I, I just I don't know if Tatum's the guy to carry the load. We've seen, you know, I'll, I'll probably speak about him shortly, a little spoiler there, but say with Brooklyn, with KD and Harden, if Harden goes down, KD can still carry your team, carry your offense, get victories. I just don't know how Tatum goes on that front by himself. So I've got him at ninth. Potentially by season's end, you could have him a, a hell of a lot higher in that top five, arguably. Saw him make All-NBA first team this season. Kudos to him. Uh, but another player, and, and I guess Boston as a whole, a team that I'm still waiting to see develop. And it'll be certainly interesting to see how this KD saga plays out, uh, whether they offload Brown, um, bringing KD, and you know we'll see how that dynamic shifts. Uh, again, time will tell how that plays out, if that will actually eventuate. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I still think we spoke about it last week with Matty B on the show. I still think you run with Brown, with Tatum, You've added Brogdon this season. You've still got the DPOY and Smart, Rob Williams, Grant Williams. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Their depth is phenomenal. But I think if with Tatum and Brown at the helm, that's their route moving forward for a longer sustained period of success. Uh, but really impressed with what he's done over the last, you know, six months in particular, Tatum. Uh, it's just going to be that consistency of being the number one guy on a night-to-night basis. It's going to, I guess, alter my opinion of him. Number eight, again, another uh, another player who, you know, it depends which side of the fence you sit on him. I've gone Kawhi Leonard. Now, we're, we're a season removed from seeing him. Um, still arguably one of, if not the best two-way players in the league. Um, again, you could almost have forgotten how good he is uh, just because it has been so long between drinks for Kawhi. But again, this team, and shout out to, to Matty B there, the fifth and dribble boys, the LA Clippers are a team that cannot be slept on. You're going to hopefully have, you know, Kawhi saw videos the other day. He's looking like an absolute tank at the minute. Paul George, hopefully hopefully back fit and firing. You add John Wall into the fold. They're a team poised and ready for a genuine crack at it. Now, I know a couple of years ago when they got these two big signings in, in George and Kawhi there, had since fallen flat in no short part, in no short part due to injury. Uh, but I think this is the year that uh, Stevie Ballmer will be getting his uh, return on investment. Um, I, I, I truly believe, you know, that Kawhi for me, that moment in time of him him against Philly in Game 7, hitting the, uh, the bounces it's so, so appropriately put um, to, send, to send Philly, uh, send Toronto through, should I say, clinch the NBA Finals against the Warriors there. You know, that run was one of the greatest runs in NBA history. Um, you know, the way he just pretty much almost single-handedly dragged a franchise to a title. Uh, I, I think he can do it again this season. I know he's probably got better running mates this year in the Clippers, but Kawhi just on both ends of the floor, uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I'm so, so excited to see him back within the league. He's a guy I'd love to hear where you guys sit on him. Do you still believe he's a top 10 player in the league with all the talent that's in it? Uh, does he slip out? You know, Where do you see him? And do you think he'll return to the level that he was seasons gone by. Really excited for Kawhi. A guy I'm also excited for, and I hope he has a huge bounce back season. I've gone at number seven, the King LeBron James. <sighs> this was hard because, you know, it's head and heart. Heart, I could have had him as high as, you know, two or three. Um, I truly believe, you know, he's going to go down as one of, if not the greatest player in the history of the game. Having him at seventh, even at his age, feels almost criminal. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what he does in terms of breaking the all-time scoring record this season. 
in terms of what he does with the Lakers team that's desperate to bounce back, um, to see what he does with a career that's starting to wind down, really pushing for that next that last title or two. Um, you know, I think he's, he's still going to put up massive numbers. Uh, I, I hope for his sake, I really hope for his sake, the Lakers are good enough without him to eke out wins and that he, they're not so reliant on him during the regular season that he can kind of coast, take some games off, and then when it comes crunch time in the playoffs, really start to assert his dominance there once again. Um, so I've, I've got him at seventh. But, uh, yeah, a big a big cloud hangs over the franchise as a whole. What they do with Westbrook is AD. You know, he's been putting in work this offseason, but will it actually translate to on-court success? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really nervous. I'm really nervous. I still think they've got a punter's chance if you've got LeBron, but going to need everyone else to step up around him. Number seventh spot goes to the king there. The number six for me, oh, this is hard because <laughs> he's a player at the moment. He would, he'll probably be my pick again for MVP, my MVP pick. Yet I've got him sixth. I've gone Luka Doncic. Uh, you know, started the season really slowly, injury, things of the kind. Always takes a little while to get going. I think at the moment, from what I've seen in preseason, this is the best he's going to look going into a season. You know, normally it takes him a month or two to really get going. We saw the, you know, the last half of the season he ramped things up to another level. You know, I could have, you know, had a possibly had a case in that top five MVP ballot, uh, but I think if he goes into the season a bit healthy, motivated, uh, look out league. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, I've, I really think he's going to put up. He's going to have to put up massive numbers, especially now with Jalen Brunson moving on to the Knicks. Would not be surprised to see him putting up, you know, thirty nine and nine, thirty ten and ten. Even um, he's going to have some big, big numbers. Keen to see what he can do with Christian Wood. Uh, that duo is one that really excites me. Don't know how far it can take you. It's going to be again reliant on supporting cast, as with LeBron. But Luke is a guy with the talent he possesses. Uh, this team could be poised for for another run at it. I still think they're probably a piece away from being top-tier contenders, but uh, they're going to be in and around the mix. So number six goes to Luke, and number five goes to the MVP runner-up, Joel Embiid. He's going to have a fire under him. Two years in a row he's been runner-up. Had a really, really solid case this season until injury in the last couple of games, kind of setting back a little bit. Um, but he's going to have a huge load on his shoulders. Probably one of the best off seasons that Philly had in recent years. Um, just adding adding a bit of a bit of heart there. PJ Tucker, Daniel House. They've got the the Houston Rockets band back together, uh, complemented by Harden there. But uh, they they're, they're going to have to start living up to expectations. You know, the last couple of seasons gone by, I've had lofty lofty expectations for them, and they've continued to fall fall flat. Uh, therefore, I probably won't be as high on them going into next season. Uh, I hope they surpass my expectations, but with Embiid there, for me, the fifth best player in the league heading into next season, they should be in and around the mix. Uh, what his game is, like he is just an absolute dominant force. Uh, his ability to stretch the floor from three, but also to, you know, the amount of free throws this guy clocks up is just incredible. Um, got such a well-rounded game. Passing is well and truly underrated part of his 
his skill skill um, bow there, should I say? Uh, but you know, I I really think Philly. I'm just I'm just running through in my head. We're gonna have Boston, gonna have the Bucks. At this stage, I'd probably have Philly over the Heat, uh, just off the top of the head. So they should be in the top probably three or four teams within the East. Uh, so I certainly hope Embiid has another huge season. He'll be certainly pushing for that MVP to get to get so close and yet just fall short. The last couple of seasons will certainly irk him, uh, but expect big numbers once again from him. I'll move ahead to the, the reigning back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Again, a point. This is a guy who's probably going to spark a little, little bit of debate, having him as the fourth, ranked fourth player for me heading into the season. As I said, back-to-back MVP. Um, might be a little bit hard done by there. But again, I expect him to be probably say a little bit of a dip in output. I still think he'll be phenomenal on both ends of the floor. But I expect just with Porter Jr., Jamal Murray coming back into the fold to see his output decrease a little bit. Uh, I think his output's almost been a byproduct of situation. The fact that they haven't had other options to go to, uh, which is no fault of his own. Certainly don't take it away from him. Uh, And I still think he'll be a phenomenal force, but I expect him to slightly regress a little bit on the output side of things. Number three goes to KD. I've got Kevin Durant there as my third ranked player heading into the season. Again, a huge, huge question mark hangs over his head about where he's actually going to be playing come come season tip off. Will it be Boston? Will it be will it remain in Brooklyn? Will there be a Toronto who throws a package or a, or an unknown team? Uh, you just wouldn't know at this point in time. The news has died off a little bit over the coming days, but what does remain, even at thirty four years old, even removed from serious injuries, uh, he is one of, if not arguably, the best player in the world in many people's eyes. Uh, you know, what he can do on the floor, Slim Reaper, he, as I mentioned, just with Tatum there in comparison, he can will your team to victory. As the number one guy without, you know, I guess backup, he can do it. Um, and I certainly expect him to just continue to put up massive numbers this season. Uh, it's just a joy to watch. He's, he's really poetry in motion. And, you know, a couple of seasons ago in that series against the Bucks. Had had it not been for his big tie, they could have been NBA champions there, the Brooklyn Nets. And, well, who knows the butterfly effect? Who knows if this whole situation would be going on at the moment? Uh, but I've got him ranked as the third third player for me. Number two goes to the reigning finals MVP, Stephen Curry. I've got him as my second ranked player heading into this season. Uh, what a phenomenal talent he is. Just I've, I've probably given him this based on the gravity of what he does in terms of an offense. He doesn't always have to be scoring the ball. He doesn't always have to be facilitating or having a cracking night, dropping 10 threes a game. He could be having an off night, night but the way he pulls defenses toward him, towards him, that they gravitate towards him, is probably unlike any player within the league just because he is such a potent threat. And it really is from half court is a threat. Um, I, I expect him to probably... I guess in the Warriors, best case scenario, probably like LeBron, try and coast a little more through the season. Uh, four titles, certainly got a really great shot at a fifth this season. I expect probably these younger guys, the Wisemans, Kamingas, Moody's, uh, to carry a little bit more of the load. And probably for them with any luck, Steph Curry just coast a little more through. So probably not expecting him to be in the top couple for MVP, 
still think he's probably the number two player in the league at the moment. Um, but he, the chef, he's going to have a phenomenal year and certainly don't be surprised to see the Warriors go back to back. My number one player is a guy who I think will be right back. You know, there was a little bit of voters fatigue, you could argue, over the last couple of seasons. But a guy I firmly expect, probably the best player in the world at the moment. Uh, depends which way you want to sit. There's a lot of different opinions swirling around out there. The Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, he is just incredible. He's in, an incredible, incredible player. Again, what he did, nearly nearly willing that Bucks team um, over the Celtics there into an NBA Finals matchup. You know, there wasn't any more that this guy could do. He plays with it all. And it's scary to think he's in his prime at the moment. Um, I expect, you know, after after coming off the MVP awards, you know, Jokic rose to the forefront. Again, probably just for a little bit of fatigue. There were many people arguing that Giannis could have clinched at MVP this season. But I just think what he does, again, another player both ends of the floor. It's probably between him and Kawhi, the two best two-way players within the league. Um I expect him to be right front and centre, MVP, getting the Bucks back into that, uh, well, back towards that championship window. Hopefully a healthy Chris Middleton will aid that. Had a bit of a reel the other week. It certainly uh, had, a, had a bit of afters that one. It's, it's still going pretty strong after that, just about whether the Bucks would have been possibly NBA champions had Middleton have been healthy. A lot of people saying yes. Now... Who knows whether that was true or not, but we'll certainly hopefully get another red hot crack at it this season. Healthy Middleton, healthy Drew Holiday, healthy Giannis, Bobby Portis resigned, healthy Brooke Lopez. They're going to be certainly in and around the mix, which is which is really exciting. Um, and to see what Giannis is doing, the consistency he does it with, the numbers are just freaky. Um, you know, really seen across the course of NBA history what he's doing. Well. In fact, not being seen in NBA history. Uh, it's just a testament to his work ethic, his desire, his hunger. Certainly don't be surprised to see him by the time his career is done. Early shout, but etching his way into that top 10 of all time. Uh, it is a big shout. We've spoken about Curry making his way into that fold over the last couple of months. But when it's all said and done, Giannis is certainly another name. Who could be in and around the mix? Which... Can't wait to see how the rest of his journey progresses. As I said, it's awesome that he's still in his prime. Still so much ball left to go for him. Uh, it's going to be a wicked year to see how it plays out. So there is my top 10. I'll rattle through it, then give some honourable mentions. Uh, Jarmorant at 10, Jason Tatum at 9, Kawhi at 8, The King at 7, Joel Embiid at 5, Nikola Jokic at 4, KD at 3, Stephen Curry, the reigning finals MVP at two, and my number one player heading into next season, the Greek freak Giannis. Guys, hit me up. Let me know what you think of that. I would love to hear where you went right, where I went right, and where I went wrong, what you would do differently. Um, you know, throw your debates, your questions at me, why I made these decisions. Um, I love it. I love engaging with you guys. So be sure to hit me up there. A couple of honorable mentions I had. Again, names that you guys might are in that top 10 or in and around the picture. You know, there's just a just a list of names here. I had Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Trey Young, Cat, AD, Jimmy Harden, Zion, who nearly made a case for me heading into the season. I know a long time removed from seeing him play ball, 
but the impact he will have on the league and the Pelicans will be profound. Uh, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, again, a guy who's probably been slept on just because of the Blazers as a whole and the time he's spent away from the game. Uh, DeRozan, Levine, the list really does go on and on, and it's just a testament to the, the shape that the league's in at the moment. There's so much talent league-wide, which is awesome as, as a fan. Uh, as a content producer, it's wicked. Uh, so I certainly believe it's going to be a massive, massive season coming up to the NBA. Brilliant. Guys, I've had an absolute blast here today recording this one. You know, I, as I said, I was nervous doing this one. It was, uh, It's always a contentious topic, but I, I've certainly uh, enjoyed tackling it, enjoy engaging with you guys about it. As I said, keep your eyes peeled over the next week or two. Hopefully, I have a new Jack Jumpers acquisition today joining us. At, you know, as I said, I kind of got onto him as soon as the news was made about his signing. Um, but if we can, uh, I'm hoping the next week or two. I've said, I've said to him, Isaac White, mate, jump on board. I'd love to have you on. He's all all systems go, so we're just teeing up a bit of a time now. Um, again, would be awesome to get his insight coming into the upcoming NBL season uh, and just to uh, chew the fat with him. Guys, I really appreciate all the continued support. As I said at the top of the show, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. If you're on LinkedIn, connect with me. I'm always up for a chat on LinkedIn. Um, you know, Like, comment, share, subscribe, wherever you listen to the show. If nothing else, though, for me, for me, can you do me a favor? If you've got any friends out there, whether it's your family, your friends, your great uncle's cousin's dog, Share the podcast with them. Let them know what we're about. We'd love to have some new listeners. Um, just get the word out there. I'll be eternally grateful um, and keep pumping out episodes. L- certainly loving it. Certainly hope the boys. Shout out to Rowan Lee. Hope they're enjoying their time away. Uh, certainly probably won't be too long until we see them back again. But uh, nevertheless, enjoying doing these solo ones. Feel like I'm starting to get into the groove again uh, with it all. So certainly a little bit daunting the first couple, but nevertheless having a hoot and a half with it. So... Guys, without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back next week dropping another hot episode with all your NBA and NBL news. Till next week, though, guys, enjoy the off-season, enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you soon.